How to go far by simply asking. This is the Early Days Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Early Days Podcast. The show about the hustle, the excitement, the grind, the ups and downs of building a business from scratch. My name is Marin and together with my co-founder Julian, we interview fellow entrepreneurs about their experience of starting and building businesses. On today's episode, we have Hafiz and Chris from The Roommates Podcast, a late-night conversation taking you behind the scenes of becoming, featuring all the people, conversations and perspectives you'd experience on the way. It's a really fun episode. Julian did it solo because I was unavailable. On that episode, we cover several topics. Again, we're covering the topic of how to run a podcast, but we go slightly deeper this time on the topic of promotion and distribution because Hafiz and Chris are doing a really great job in terms of uh, distributing the message that they're communicating with the podcast, especially on all these new platforms like Instagram, Twitter and whatnot. On this episode, we also talk about the importance of quality and value in the content and how that actually resonates more with your audience instead of just pumping out content for content's sake. And that's pretty much it. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to say hi, make sure you find the Roommates podcast. They're online at Roommates HTX. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, what's good? My name's Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. And we are the two hosts of the Roommates podcast. And our show is a late night conversation taking people from all around the country and all around the world in seven different continents, including Antarctica, <laughs> behind the scenes of becoming whoever they feel like they're called to be. And we feature some of the most interesting people, perspectives, and conversations you'd experience in life. And so we've been working on that for about 84 weeks, and that's us as of now yep nice what was the what was the initial idea and why did you guys decide to start it the podcast well uh the initial well i would say that um hafiz definitely has been wanting to do a podcast um for years now and he just been like just busy with different projects that he's been working on uh so when we met um he just thought that it would be cool for uh, us and our roommates to start a podcast to really um, talk about the different backgrounds that we came from and uh, different personalities. And because and, we we'll always have these late night conversations and really feed off of one another. But uh, we how feel like, man, other people need to hear this. So that's kind of how we just got started. Um, and we just took it from there. And are you guys, so you are, I'm guessing, living together, <laughs> roommates? Uh, is it just the two of you? Because you, you mentioned some other people. Is it just the two of you usually doing the podcast or did you start off with more people? We started off with more people, but then unfortunately, Hurricane Harvey hit the city we were in in Houston, Texas. And a couple of the guys had to move due to us losing our home. And so right now it was just me and Chris. Okay. And are you still in Texas or did you move? We are still indeed in Houston, Texas. Okay. And uh, so how did you, because I saw you, you managed to get quite, quite big guests on the podcast. How do you go about kind of reaching out to people and the networking aspect of it all? We just asked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we just asked or uh, we put ourselves in uh, opportunities to really, uh, to be successful. Um, so is that going to a place where we want to get somebody on the podcast 
going to one of their shows, going to one of their book signings, um, you know, asking of a friend of a friend that knows that person, any kind of way that we can get in front of that person. Um, that's how we typically get our guests on our shows. Do you usually like have someone in mind and then go reach out to him? Or do you see maybe someone who you can get and then have them on? It depends. Uh, sometimes we do have people that um, we think can be really beneficial for a certain topic. Other times we just shoot for the stars and, and, um, and if they say yes, then great. If they say no, then we're in the same spot. So um, it just really depends on what, what, we're, what we're trying to do. If we're trying to get a certain topic, then yeah, we go after certain people. Um, but we know this person can be really beneficial for us and our listeners. Then we're going to ask those people as well. Now you said beneficial, and how do you do? You guys usually kind of talk around the same topics, or do you kind of try to try to be diverse in that aspect? And basically, yeah. what topics do you, do you cover on the podcast? Yeah, so basically, one of the biggest things with our show is that we pride ourselves in our range. So we call ourselves conversations entertainingly educational enlightenment. So we're, we're entertainment, so we do typical pop culture, dating relationships, the typical stuff you would see on any kind of podcast. And then uh, we like educational topics like sociology, psychology, things regarding to hu humanity and, you know, mm -hmm. cultures. And then we also like, we call it with also enlightenment. So we like, you know, philosophy, theology, we bring in pastors and religious leaders and stuff like that. So we have, we have a large conversational range. We're not limited to any specific topic or conversation per se. So we bring in people from all different backgrounds. Okay. And what, what are your backgrounds? Can you just take us a step back? Um, so just to give, have more context about maybe the talks that are covered and why you have personal interest in them. No, that's good. I think for me, I've made films, so I like entertainment. I was a teacher for a couple of years, so I'm big into education, and I was a history teacher, so I love history and psychology and all that stuff. And then, and then I've also written different things in my life in regards to church and how, and how religion affects 21st century life. Mm -hmm. And then I coach football, so I like sports as well. So it's just the different fields and career paths I've taken and the life experiences I've had just dictate just my, my personal interests. Yeah, really um, similar for me. Uh, I just like having conversations that's really beneficial, um, just in, either to my character development or to certain interests that I have, uh, where those topics be sports or um, something spiritual or something just um something really silly it really doesn't matter uh so my background is like i just like hanging out uh, with good people that i can um learn off of and, and feed good energy from okay that makes makes sense yeah just i've also found it kind of beneficial to if i want to have a conversation about something it's usually on the business aspect of it but then the podcast gives you a nice excuse to to reach out to people and have that conversation then also record it and hopefully share it with people that might find it valuable as well uh just touching more on the marketing side is just you two guys working on the whole thing yep <laughs> and do, are you doing it uh, kind of full-time or are you also working something else and that's kind of a side hustle working something else mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, what's the kind of the long, the long-term vision of it, if if there is one, even? That's a good question. I think 
the long-term vision, I can speak for myself, but I didn't know Chris will share his long-term vision. For me, the long-term vision of the show is I want the show to be a place that people from all around the world come and listen to it and get an extreme amount of value. I want the show to be something that people listen to it. It changes their lives. It changes the way they think. It changes the way they love. It changes the way they serve. I want the show to be truly life transformational. And in like a Gary, and I think Gary V does a really good job of it because I think people come to him because they get a lot of value in their lives really transformed. So I just want the show to be a place where people's lives are transformed. And like, there's just like, there's nowhere else in the world where you're going to get this much entertainment, education, enlightenment in your daily life. And also I want the show to be a place where we can talk to anybody, no matter how big, no matter how successful, no matter how far the individual is. I want, I want our show to be a place where you, you, you're confident that you can, you can hear conversations and points of view from all different kinds of people. Okay. That's the exact vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, so yeah, I second that for sure. Nice. Can you just, you mentioned Gary again, can you kind of just give us a little introduction how you managed to, to book that interview and what the whole experience was like? Um, so we, we, um, we knew that Gary was coming to a city near us and uh, we just had just to figure out a way to, you know, get in the same room as him. And, um, and it was kind of really difficult um, in the beginning, but um, we figure out just to get a 30 second shot at him. Um, and we just asked, you know, it's like, hey, we really love your content. We really love uh, what you're doing. And we really feel like our listeners would really benefit from you coming on our show. And he said he would, you know, and, um, and we kept being persistent and kept being in touch with, uh, with his um, booking agent, I guess, if you want to call him that. Um, and we ended up getting it. And I think the experience in itself, uh, going to his office and, you know, seeing the, the place that he runs and he owns uh, was really kind of, it was really unique because like, you know, if you know his story, he came from the bottom and, and where he is now um, as a 40-year-old man is kind of just crazy um, to me. I think um, it was, it's not something that I would take, you know, for granted. Um, definitely something where, like, even me, he, he told me, like, I have to be more uh, detailed in exactly what I want to get out of life so I can, you know, be motivated and actually do, you know, work and not just say like these bland things and not really mean it. Um, so he even helped me just personally and, and my personal goals, but the experience of, you know, getting there, setting things up and and him like, let's let's get going, let's go on, let's work, let's work and and, and get stuff done was, was really unique for me. I don't know about Hafiz. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, sounds like, sounds like definitely a cool experience. And uh, do you usually follow as well, kind of what's your thinking behind distribution and marketing and promoting the, the product and the podcast and any other websites that you guys run? Yeah, I think similar to what Gary says, we're going to puppet him on a lot of different things, but it's all about product and placement. Mm -hmm. So product is how good your content is and placement is how many people can see it. So we focus really heavily on Instagram, Twitter. Those are our two biggest vehicles of 
promotion and and when we have money, we definitely focus on Facebook and Instagram ads. But we really also focus in on a lot of word of mouth because if our content is just really good, like a good restaurant, if it's really good and people taste it and they like it, they're going to tell their friends. So a lot of it is also word of mouth, Mm -hmm. especially with our latest content. Yeah, you mentioned Facebook and Instagram ads. Have you, uh, do, so you, yeah, you, do you run them consistently or like when you have chunks of, of cash saved up, you try it out or? Yeah, I mean, when we got money. <laughs> consistent as a, as a money flow, we, we run them. Yeah, yeah, because we're kind of in the same, in the same position because we, we're also working, both of us uh, have daytime jobs um, and we, we run the whole thing on the side. So we did try Facebook ads a little bit, but the budgets we had were, were so small and, uh, I think our product is a bit, the price point is a bit high. So we didn't see much success of it, but I, I second what you said about uh, word of mouth, because that's kind of been the the most successful channel, I guess, on our scale. And it's also, I guess, the ch- channel that you want to be more successful going forward as well. Of course. Of course. So just kind of to, to wrap it up, I guess, and just be respectful of your time on a Saturday. Uh, what are the, the plans for the next let's say five to six months around the project uh just keep putting out quality content on a consistent basis <laughs> and just see what happens i mean i think that's what what the plan is um continue to going after uh people that you know our listener wants to hear and and as well we got to continue to you know build each other up and build our crowds personally um, because we definitely don't want to be a podcast that people just listen to just for the guests. And like, we want our listeners to love us as well and then see our, um, our growing points and see how we change over the years, over the course of the podcast. Okay. So you, you're kind of pushing also some people to, to check you guys individually as well. I wouldn't say individually. I would say our show, if you follow our show, our show isn't interviewing people. Like we don't enter like that's not what we do. We've 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 never made it a thing to interview people. Me and Chris, we have conversations and there's sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're serious, and we talk about things. And then if we feel like there's somebody who we would want to bring in on that conversation, we would invite them onto the show to join the conversation, but not to be a person we interview and we just ask them a whole bunch of questions. So we would we would argue that the show is really about us and our growth and going behind the scenes of us becoming who we're called to be. And then as we're growing and as we're learning, we bring in people who we feel like are going through the same thing that we're going through or can provide a certain insight. And so, yeah, so the focus on our show isn't just to bring guests and, oh, I I liked watching the Roommates podcast because they bring in all funny people. Like, no, I think I want people to like the Roommates podcast because I love the value that Chris Bilo adds to my life. I love the value that Fees adds to my life. And so... We want the emphasis of the show to be on us giving value as well as our guests, but not just people just listening in just to hear what our guests have to say. Yeah, that's a very good point. It made me think about the format that we're doing is because we, as you've seen, we, we just kind of interview people, but then it, it really does make sense kind of to bring out the personality and, and be more outspoken from you the host. You but you have to because what ends up happening is if your show is only about bringing in guests, a lot of times people will just say, okay, I can just watch your their guests on their platform. Yeah. So why am I going to watch them talk to you? Like, what are you, what are you doing differently? 
you know, especially everybody's marketing and branding themselves. But if, if people fall in love with you and what you guys are doing, no matter who you bring on, and if you choose to bring in no guests for six months, you're still getting listeners. You're still people who care about you because they care about you, not just what other people come on your show after say. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I, I took a note of that. <laughs> took a note, carry that forward. And do you usually, because I see you guys usually do more video uh, as well, do you, every every podcast that you have, is it also a video format? Yes. <laughs> and do you go to that person? How does the logistics of it look? So sometimes we go to the people, sometimes they come to our studio. So it all depends on the individual. We're as flexible as people are willing to be. And so that's how we've been working in the past couple years, two years, year and a half, whatever it is. Okay. Because uh, it's, it's nice to have that, uh, that video content again because you cover a few more platforms. Of course. Exactly. And, and just the one last question I had because I looked through Instagram feed and I noticed that lately um, you kind of nailed down the, the editing of video for Instagram. Can you just take us maybe quickly through that process of how you found out like what kind of content would work for that platform? Because you mentioned that Instagram is your main focus, but video, especially like a conversation on Instagram, kind of you need to edit and, and add subtitles to it to work for that platform. Can you just take us through how kind of the lessons and how, how, how you nailed down the, that format? I stole it from Gary V. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... <laughs> Gary always talks about just watch what he does. No, he talks about don't just watch what I do, just copy what I do. If I'm doing something for a reason, I want you to do it. So I don't have the, I don't have enough money to study industry trends and what people like and what works and what's most successful, but he does. You know what I mean? So if I see him doing something, I try it out. So in regards to Instagram videos, we used to just have a, a regular video with no captions, with no titles, with no catchy background. We just had it just regular. And then I did the way Gary's were doing it. And our views doubled, literally, if not tripled in a lot of cases. And so my thing was, hey, it works. And so having the cap, the title is what draws people's eyes. Having a caption allows people to watch the video, whether they're at work, you know, whether they're in any type of environment. And just having a, a more engaging background just makes it just more visually appealing. Do you have any, like, a calendar of posting stuff on Instagram? Or is it, do you just do once you have the, the podcast, uh, you throw the video on there? Yeah, we, t- we, we do. Once we record the podcast, Mondays and Tuesdays, we take the best minute or the most engaging minute we feel fit, and we post that on Instagram. Okay. Uh, well, I have other, some other couple of other questions, but I guess I, I said that that would be my last question. Well, a few questions to for you. It's your show, man. Now, just thinking about. Um, let me see what I was thinking about. Yeah, do you do you pre-record like how far advanced do you pre-record the the content? It depends. Um, it just depends on our schedule. Like we go uh, make a trip somewhere, and we you know have different people that we're want to talk to then um that may we may record three different people in two days and then those three different people come out three separate weeks mm-hmm. um we if we have a podcast that's coming out on monday i mean we'll record you know friday night saturday night and we'll put it out that monday so it really just depends and during that week do you just 
you have a set, set number of videos that you want to post on Instagram or is it separate depending on the on the episode and kind of how many nuggets you get from the from that specific episode? It's usually the same number, same. It's using consistent. Okay. Uh, guys, thanks a ton. I was a bit, the last few questions were a bit selfish that I think I'm going to copy a few, uh, copy a few things, but it's, uh, it, it's really interesting to see how, like comparing your process. And I think just having a, because you guys do the podcast as a main project. Yeah. And you have a deeper understanding of the format than, than what we do. Uh, so I'm going to selfishly copy some stuff. And thanks. Uh, I think it's it's going to help a lot of, uh, of our audience because I think it's uh, young people that are trying to start some new things. And if you want to start something, it makes sense to to kind of attack as many platforms as you can. And voice being, uh, as we kind of heard, it's probably going to be the next big thing. So it's it's smart to do that one as well. No, I agree with you. And one of the and you know, Gary's whole thing is post every day. Gary's way smarter than me. So whatever he tells you, basically do that, and then. Do whatever we say, maybe later. <laughs> but but my my advice to people who post content is is not just about posting, but it's about quality. Yeah. And sometimes you may have some content, like you may have an hour podcast, but it may not be able to give you five posts. You know, it may, it may not. It may, but it may not. So for me, what I've learned, because at one point we were posting like I was posting like crazy like every other day, and so the first thing that I realized was that one. If I don't post the best quality, people are not going to be engaged with it. And when people are not engaged with your posts, less people see it. That's how the Instagram algorithm algorithm works. The more crappy posts you get, they punish you for. <laughs> so yeah. you got you got to make them count. And uh, and so for me, another thing that I realized was, unlike ESP, I mean, unlike ESPN or any of these big media conglomerates. If you're posting content all the time and it's not interesting every time, it overposting can hurt you. Yep. You know, it can it can hurt you because you post Monday, Tuesday, you know, people engage with it, and then maybe Wednesday, Thursday, they're tired of seeing you. So by Saturday and Sunday, they're not gonna click on they're not gonna watch your videos no more. And when people go through your feed and they don't engage with your posts after a certain period of time, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter stops showing them your posts, period. Yep. So you got to factor that to the equation. Yeah, yeah, you like, I mean, I agree with you completely. It's, uh, I mean, what Gary or some other people that experience kind of have big followings. Usually I'm just listening to their advice is fine, but then testing it out for yourself and for your own context uh, should be a, should be done just because just it's a different context, you have a different type of content, you have a different audience and scale, of course, is different. So it makes sense to kind of adapt it to your own situation. No, that's true. And just like I said, and, and I'll also advise your your listeners to pay attention to engagement because engagement is engagement activity is more important than follows and views, you know. And so, like I said, I remember there were some days if I posted one video a day, I would get maybe back in this a long time ago, I would get maybe 100 views. But if I posted three in a day, I would get 25 views per video, you know, so it was like you got to be very cautious to look at specifically at those numbers and how it's impacting what you're doing because you want to be as strategic as possible. And another thing that we saw when we, the, 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 the less we posted, the times we did post, people were more interested in seeing what we had to say because we haven't come out for a long time. And they know, oh, snap, roommates posted today. They're going to give me some dope content off a new week's episode. And so we kind of created that psychology when it comes to that as well. Do you measure engagement by the kind of the numbers that Instagram gives you, or do you look at views, comments, likes, and like the total of that? 
man, I think I think for me, when I think about engagements, I I'm I'm taking it even even a step further because there's there's likes, there's engagements, and there's activity. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna quick, give you a quick story. I was gonna tell Chris about this, so you, you get to enjoy this conversation. Okay. But like, activity is something that most people don't even consider or even talk about in today's world. But activity is when you get people to go from point A to point B. That's what you, that's what we all really care about. We don't care about how many people know our name. We care about how many people can we get to do point A to point B. So for example, let's say whatever product you guys are selling. You don't care if you have a million views if you don't sell a single product, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many views or followers you get. If you're not selling product, no one cares. Let's say, you know, Chris wants to be a financial advisor or whatever he may want to be interested in. He can have 7 million followers, but if he only has two clients, it doesn't mean anything. So you want to get activity. You want to get people to actually engage and purchase or with your product. So a, a number that I've been looking at recently is how many people are, and are we are we using with our social media to move to activity. So for example, I looked at Gary V one time. So Gary V has 3.8 million Instagram followers. It's a pretty legit number. Would you not say that? Yep. So Gary V posted a, a post and he it was a picture of him and his little sister. And Gary V was like, Hey guys, you know, typical Gary stuff. My sister, I love her. Da, 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 blah, 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 blah. If I've ever brought you value, please do me a favor. Go to my sister's page, which he tagged, and follow her and comment on her latest video. Please do that for me. It would mean the world for me. If I've ever done anything for you, please do that for me. Just follow my sister, comment on her latest video. It'll mean the world for me, right? Mm -hmm. Simple ask. Gary has has Gary helped you out a lot personally? My question to you, my good sir. Yeah, 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 quite a bit. So Gary's helped you. Gary's helped me. Chris, has Gary helped you? Yes. So Gary has helped a lot of people. So out of those 3.8 million followers, how many people do you think followed his sister back? Well, I, I, I remember the post. I checked it at some point. She was at kind of 16,000, 17,000, but then I, I haven't checked it after that. Uh, so, so you saw it. So you kind of ruined this. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like six I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But then I think there's an aspect of time involved in that. Because I mean, if if you even if you're providing like the most value you can, I think there's a certain time that people kind of get used to to you actually, and then at that point you can kind of start pushing them to towards a conversion. Yeah. Uh, so, so with that conversion, think about it. He had 3.8 million people, but only 16,000 followed his sister. That's less than, I mean, if I'm doing my math correctly, 10% of 3.8 million, 300,000, 300, you know, and then 1% of that is uh, 38,000. So it's literally less than 1% of his people. So it's it's this idea of, man, a lot of people need to focus on that conversion, that activity number, because that's what's really important, you know, because that's what's really going to help sell your product. So I would advise a lot of your listeners and even you guys, like, Grow your following, grow your audience, especially. But man, you want to, you want great quality followers. You want people who are going to be converting and, and having real good activity with your product because that's what's really going to help you sustain your product at the end of the day. Yeah. How do you guys measure it in your context, given that you're not selling, say, a specific physical product? How would you measure the the like the activity of it? So one way that I've recently begun measuring it is I will I would see. Um, so like I would use a guest, for example, 
So it's very, very interesting. Though. So like a guest will come on the show and we'll see how many people they brought. Like, so we have a, we have a show average. So me and Chris know if we were on a show by ourselves, this is how many listeners we know we can get by ourselves. Right. Yep. And we'll bring in a guest and then the guest will bring in their people. So that's kind of like the conversion. Like I bring you on the show and how many additional guests will you bring in just because of your name? You mean so guests? I'm sorry, listens. I'm sorry, additional listens. That's my my apologies. Additional listens you'll get based upon your names. So yeah. you'll be very surprised that some people with the biggest names don't really convert very well. Mm-hmm. Some people with very small names convert very very well. So but, I'm just saying, like a lot of stuff is just interesting that people you you don't even consider that man. Like you build a quality following, you can get ten thousand quality followers, and you can be making a lot of money. Versus getting a million people who don't care about you. Yeah. But do you base that on on your promotion of that guest? Or do you base it on once they share the podcast on their own network? In their- I, 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 I factor both those in as well. Because okay. we do the same, we say we do the same general promotion with everybody. So there's nothing specifically we do differently. And it's also what they do as well. So we we add all those factors to the equation. Yeah, yeah. So kind of the name would carry a kind of, I'm mean, I guessing even if Gary, let's say, doesn't promote the podcast, if you say you have a podcast with Gary, you kind of push that, it's going to get more more listens than some other name that's not as popular. Exactly. Sometimes you think that's, just, you think that'd be the case sometimes, you know, but sometimes, I mean, obviously name, name alone is always name recognition, but for a lot of people, if Jack posts and Jill posts, Jack can have a million followers and Jill can have 10,000. And Jill's will, episode will have way more listens than Jack. Yeah. <laughs> even, though, even though he has way more followers than her. Some yeah. People, people got it. Some people don't. Well, it's a lot of uh, a lot of insights there, guys. Thank, thanks for that. I think I need to re-listen to it once we once it goes out. Uh, so what's, what's any handles, any websites, any platforms that uh, people can check you out on? Uh, all social media, Roommate HTX, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. You will find us there. And, and then the, SoundCloud, iTunes, the Roommates Podcast. That's where you'll find us there. Cool, guys. Thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll note that in the in the description and in the audio outro that we'll do after that. Uh, thanks again for coming on. And uh, let's stay in touch and maybe do a part two sometime in the future again. Oh, definitely. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All the best. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Hey. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, we would really appreciate your support by liking, rating, subscribing to the Early Days podcast. This program is produced and hosted by Dulo, that's me and Julian. And as we mentioned in the very beginning, we make non-iron dress sheets from performance fabrics. If you want to learn more, head over to wearedulo.com, that's W-E-A-R-D-U-L-O.com and take a look at our products, our story and the journey of how we're building the business. Until next time, bye-bye.